Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach, Laura Kelly, teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever, wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Kelly. Today's podcast topic is on decision fatigue. Before we get started, I'd like for you to close your eyes. Actually, don't do that if you're driving or walking or running or using a chainsaw. In fact, okay, let's not do that. But what I would like for you to do is imagine your brain sitting snugly in your skull. It's all gray and wrinkly, but throbbing with life and energy as it processes everything from your plans to opening up a winery in Tuscany to deciding whether to go for a chaka mocha latte to start your day. It's a bit of a freaky thought, I know. But did you know that the average human brain weighs three pounds? That's like the weight of a full reusable water bottle, which I know you're all using because you love the planet. That's about a third of the weight of the haul of candy brought home by the average child on Halloween. Depending on how much you weigh, that could also be about 1-3% to of your body weight. Or maybe a lot less, depending on how much of that candy you decided to sample for safety reasons. And yet, that gelatinous mass uses about 25% of your body's energy consumption. Except on my occasional couch Sundays where it rarely reaches much more than 3%. And that's simply to work the DVR menu. I talked about this in the podcast on overthinking. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to listen. This means that the activity of merely thinking on the most basic of levels entails expending a ton of energy. And my friends, energy is not an unlimited resource. How many of you have come home from a day at work utterly exhausted, even if you barely move from your desk? In fact, I'm willing to bet that the more time you spend at your desk, as opposed to days when you can go for a walk or out to lunch, makes you all the more exhausted. Instead, you have run a marathon in your head. Now the question becomes, how do we want to use our limited amounts of energy? I've talked about overthinking as something that saps our energy, but another source of energy drain is decision making. It's estimated that adults make approximately 35,000 decisions per day. And as you could imagine, The more complicated the decision, the more energy it requires. Decision fatigue can be problematic in that it saps our energy, but it also means that we begin to be incapable of making any more decisions at the end of the day. Do you ever wonder why when you get home, you are almost unable to make any more decisions at all? What to make for dinner? No freaking clue. Perhaps this isn't too much of an issue regarding dinner, unless you end up resorting to bowls of cereal and or ice cream. It can become problematic in that it is cumulative. When decisions require a lot of thinking, we may forego that process and make decisions without the requisite consideration, or we fail to even make decisions at all. I'm sure I don't have to explain why these are not ideal situations for living a life that is deliberate and conscious. So what's the best way to reduce decision fatigue? Reducing the number of decisions you are making every day. Now, 
You don't have to pull a Steve Jobs and adopt a basic wardrobe to reduce your daily decision-making. Although Dr. J reportedly wears the same pair of shoes every day, Nike Air Force Ones, and President Barack Obama only wore gray or blue suits to make the start of his day as simple as possible. That said, I highly suggest utilizing a time management system that uses block scheduling techniques. Plan the future and enjoy the present. When we rely on our email inbox and to-do lists as our time management system, we must constantly go back to them and decide what comes next and what should be prioritized. People sending you messages ends up controlling your day, not yourself. We also have to decide how much time goes into each task and how to fit it in our schedule. It requires constant decision making. This is not only inefficient, but it also wears on our decision making capacity. And this is also a perfect opportunity for me to introduce the next course I'm offering. In a 90 minute interactive live lunchtime event, you'll learn tried and tested time management techniques to make your practice run on precision, power, and profits including how to plan your schedule ahead of time to reduce the number of decisions you have to make on a daily basis. That next course is on Friday, November 12th, and you can go to thejoyfulattorney.com to book your place. It's one of the best and easiest decisions you'll make today. It's also perfect for paralegals and admin staff, so you can all get on the same page, literally. But back to the rules of easy decision-making. Other tips for reducing decision fatigue include prioritizing sleep. The more energy and mental bandwidth you have for decisions, the better. And a growing number of research studies demonstrate that sleep deprivation leads to poor decision making. In fact, there's a very interesting article on jet lag and diplomacy that I will link in the show notes. But the idea is that even brief periods of sleep deprivation can negatively impact decision making capacity. In fact, many multinational companies actually require that executives rest after long flights before engaging in contract negotiations. Good quality sleep is going to be the best solution to improve your decision-making capacity. I'll link my episode on sleep if you want some tips for improving your sleep hygiene. Finally, wise delegation can help you reduce your decision fatigue. Now, delegation is hard for many of us control freaks, but tightly gripping the illusion of control really does not benefit us. The more we allow the people around us, be they family, friends, or coworkers, to help us, the more burden is taken off of ourselves. If delegation is difficult for you, I suggest starting with delegating small decisions to others. Doing this will allow you to build trust and it'll allow the delegee to build confidence. This process is mutually beneficial. It empowers both the delegee and the delegator. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or tips, please email me at laura at thejoyfulattorney.com. Until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.